Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bulletin. General, really, and uh, was part of that wonderful uh, revealing documentary uh, about have we fallen out of love uh, with rugby union in, the, in this country. Well, people in uh, New South Wales might have uh, just fallen out of state of origin uh, temporarily, Andrew Gordy, and they certainly might have fallen out of love with Jerome Luai. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Um, look, he's an interesting character, isn't he? I'm not going to sit here and write off Jerome Luai. I know he, he certainly ruffles a few feathers, and he's a different type of player, right? And uh, I don't know if you saw his social media post, um, <laughs> which, which I must admit... Made me chuckle a little bit. Obviously, you know, the head buddy gets sent off. New South Wales lose the match. They lose the series. And Jerome Luai heads to social media. He's got his, you know, he's leaning up against one of the posts and he says, chill, all you idiots have work tomorrow morning with several laughing face emojis. Now, here's what I like about this, right, Smitty? That, that post is going to trigger a lot of people. But the reality is, mate, most of those people are old white men. And... That, increasingly, those people are in the minority. You know, you can see what's going to happen. NRL 360, Buzz is probably going to have a, have a whinge about it. And if Paul Kemp was on, here, on there, uh, if he was still on there, he'd be, uh, he'd be exploding about it tonight. But like I say, those people are in the minority. They're increasingly becoming in the, in the minority. And there will be far more New South Wales fans, rugby league fans out there, who actually understand where Jerome Luai is coming from. He's a, he's a different generation of player. And the, probably the sooner... You know, some of us get the, get our heads around that the better because, um, I, like I say, I don't agree with necessarily everything that he does or says on or off the field. But he's his own man, and look, the reality is for for Jerome Luai is, I think he's an extremely talented player, um, and he obviously has a fantastic partnership with Nathan Cleary. But I, I don't think we've seen the best of Jerome Luai during this series. Um, it doesn't help that he's. You know, hasn't had um, hasn't, hasn't had his partner Nathan Cleary, I suppose, to work with. Um, but I tell you, one person who will be happy about the fact that we're talking about Jerome Luai first this morning, Smithy, and that's Brad Fittler, because it's, his time's up, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Okay. And um, that's interesting on the Luai thing. I, I, I just uh, that's a different take to what a lot of people have uh, been giving us through the text machine, etc. <laughs> um, I bet because. Uh, because he hasn't been able to uh, back it up with an on-the-field performance of, of any nature, in the f- um, and particularly yep. last night. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Freddie Fitless got one job, and that's uh, to coach a, a rugby league side for three games a year, uh, and he mm-hmm. hasn't been able to do it. So, I mean, they're not going to put up with him any longer, surely. No, I wouldn't have thought so, Smithy. And, and, I, and I think the, the way to look at it is you've had your chance. You know, he's had an absolutely stacked Group of group of players to work with. Yeah, I'll absolutely concede he's been hammered by injuries this particular series. But you know, the the, the history books won't tell you that. The, the history books will tell you that New South Wales have lost another series. There was, I think, you know, Brad Fittler's highlight, obviously during his um, his time in charge, um, 
was actually the, the I think it was 50 points to six um, when Trebojevic just absolutely ran right and he had, you know, he had Cleary and Luai peaking and, you know, Isaiah Yao as well, um, but Mitchell and, and Trebojevic were just absolutely incredible that night. Um, but I just think, you know, when you look at the talent that he has at his disposal, he hasn't managed to get them to click as a unit. And for me, Brad Fittler is a, an origin coach, of, a, an origin coach, sorry, of 10 to 15 years ago when it was just assembling the the biggest and best names, the most skillful players, the most, you know, determined and passionate, whacking them together and saying, it was coaching on vibes, just go out there and give it your best voice and, you know, play your natural game. It's moved beyond that. And I think that actually Billy Slater's got to take quite a bit of credit to that. He is fast developing a reputation as one of the sharpest minds in the game. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of NRL clubs who would love to be able to convince Billy Slater to come and take charge of their club. But I just don't think he needs it, um, is the sense I get. He's quite happy coaching Queensland. And I suppose with that in mind, you know, you might ask yourself, who might be next for New South Wales? Well, if I was them, I'd, I'd be going, you know, going back to Craig Bellamy, perfectly, to be perfectly honest. His, his time, obviously, at the Storm is coming towards an end. Um, and you'd love to get him back in there if, if for nothing else, the narrative of master versus apprentice uh, in opposing coaching boxes. I think it'd be, it'd be a fantastic narrative and, and you'd love to see the two teams coached by Bellamy and Slater going up, uh, up against each other. Yeah, it's a, it's a mouth-watering uh, prospect, isn't it? Um, but uh, at the moment, at, at, at the very moment, uh, they're in a mess and they've got to do something about it uh, yeah. to, to try and resurrect a dead rubber and get some sort of spark back into it because uh, there's a bad trend developing under Brad Fittler. Right, OK, uh, speaking of um, coaching performances, uh, Razor's last stand, Saturday night, mm. 7.05, Hamilton. Uh, how are you looking at this? Look, uh, I'm tr- I'm going to try and be impartial about this, Smitty. Um, as you know, um, you know where my eye patch sits. Um, look, I-, I think this is the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs game to lose. It's the Chiefs final to lose. They've been the standout team this season. Um, they've put the wins on the board against the teams that matter, and I think they deservedly go into this match. They should go into this match as the favourites and confident of of securing the title. And I think in in Clayton McMillan, they've got. I've got a, a coach who is absolutely a man to be reckoned with. You know, um, obviously we know Scott Robertson has, has done outstanding things with the Crusaders, and, and you know we, we can't wait to see what he does with the All Blacks. But I, I look at it this way, Smithy: how can how can a team that has used nearly how many how many players? Is it? It's around fifty players this season. They have been decimated by injuries this season, the Crusaders. And yet they obviously put in an incredible performance, a clinic against the Blues in the semi-finals. I'd kind of like to think that that says more about where the Blues are at at this stage of the season necessarily than the Crusaders. But I think they're going to face a different challenge against the Chiefs this week. And look, if the Crusaders can win a Super Rugby title, having have suffered so many injuries and used so many players, I, I just again think that that's a pretty... That's a poor indictment on, on the standard of the competition. You know, no team that suffers that many injuries in, in, in any competition in the world should really be able to go on and win the title. Um, so I think it would be good for the competition if the Chiefs win this weekend, but you can never write off this Crusaders team. They just have the mentality. They are mentality monsters. And it would not surprise me, I suppose, at all if they did manage to squeak out another title. How much notice uh, do you think Ian Foster, Joe Smith, Jace Ryan, etc., took um, of the Super Rugby season, uh, even up until this point, because uh, they found room for Dallas McLeod, which was an interesting one for me, where a player who was 
I'm not sure if they've really worked out his best position. Yet Sean Stevenson was unbelievable. He was the name on everyone's lips and doesn't get a mention. Yeah, look, the Sean Stevenson non-selection has certainly been the, the talk of the, the New Zealand rugby world over the last few days, hasn't it, since, uh, since he was overlooked. Um, and, you know, you sort of hear, hear the sort of suggestions that there may be more to it. Um, and, and who knows, really. But, look, if you were just looking at his performance on the field for the, Cruci- uh, for the Chiefs, excuse me, for the Chiefs week in, week out, he's been absolutely outstanding. So it, it does feel like it's a difficult one for, for Ian Foster to explain away. And, look, I suppose it's up to him now to put, um, to put uh, a, a fullback and, 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 you know, other outside backs uh, on, the par- on the park that are going to deliver performances that make us forget about Sean Stevenson because otherwise those, those questions are absolutely going to be raised. And, look, I suppose when you look at it, you know, somebody where look at the talent that, that they have in that position. You know, we, we probably expect that Bowden Barrett is going to start there, but then you've got Will Jordan, who's, who I think a lot of people would actually like to see start at 15. Now, would I select... Sean Stevenson ahead of Will Jordan? No. Um, so, you know, it might be a, on the face of it, it seems like an odd non-selection, but we're talking about a 36-man squad here. You know, even if he was in the squad, would you have him starting? Would you have him on the bench? To me, the answer is probably no, especially for the for the key fixtures during a rugby championship. He might get a trot if, uh, if, if they have the, the series wrapped up and you might be able to expose him to a bit of game time. But, look, he's obviously... There's obviously a feeling among the selectors he hasn't quite earned that. And, um, you know, I'm sure those conversations are being held privately about what he does need to do um, to get in the picture. I know I'd rather be tackling at the moment, running with the ball at me. And um, if I had to choose between um, Bowden Barrett or some of that nature or Sean Stevenson, I know, I, know, I know it wouldn't be Sean Stevenson. But however, now it's a very interesting story came out, of course, of this New Zealand-Qatar clash. Uh, the other day, uh, Gords, it became a headline news story for most media. Uh, we haven't heard anything in the last 24 hours, which leads me to believe it's going to just go away. But will it? Uh, this uh, allegation of racism and then this counterclaim of racism uh, against the all-whites all of a sudden. Have you have you read this whole saga? Um, well, I suppose, Smithy, I look at it this way. I look at the reaction of the New Zealand players on the pitch at the, at the moment. Right at the very moment that this happened, it was clear, wasn't it? They all know exactly what they heard. And I've, look, I've been I've been in touch with Michael Boxall personally. He's a he's a he's a good straight up fella. You you'll struggle to find a more you know a, he's a proper proper Kiwi. You know, there's no messing around with Boxy. He knows what he heard, um, and he he's he's standing by it, obviously. Um, but. But I'm not surprised at all to see that this is now getting all wrapped up in red tape and it's a bit of a he said, he said. Um, you know, I'll keep his, uh, keep his th- thoughts private, I suppose, about what he thought of the uh, Qatar statement. But um, I-, I think it's actually upon the media to keep going at this um, because, like you say, there's a, there's a risk that it just dies its own death and it goes away quietly. Well, that's kind of part of the role of the media, I think, is to, to keep at it. FIFA, what are you doing? You know, New Zealand football, what are you doing? You know, what, what official, what official uh, inquiries have been made? You know, I, I'd like to know, for example, has Michael Boxall actually been approached by anyone from, from FIFA? Any, any official channels? Are they seeking his side of the story? Are they seeking the side of the story of the, the player who's alleged to have delivered this racial slur? You know, how meaning, what sort of meaningful attempts are being made to actually find out what did go on here or, or, or perhaps what didn't go on here. Were there other things said mm. during the course of the match that led to this point? I don't know, but 
it's all very well for Gianni Infantino to come out and, and you know, make these broad brush statements about, you know, there's no room for racism. Well, you show us. Prove it to us. Go out. And when you see a clear-cut example like this, which led to the abandonment of a fixture, it's, it's upon him. It's upon him and, and the rest of um, FIFA's, you know, official, official channels, I suppose, to seek it out and make those inquiries not only rapid, but tell us what the outcomes are. And if you need to issue bans or fines or whatever it is, tell us. And, and set an example. Otherwise, this sort of stuff is going to keep on happening. Andrew Gordy with his considered thoughts here across a number of issues, um, probably on the, um, just gauging um, our text there, uh, Gords, I think you are the chairman of the New Zealand edition of the Jerome Luai fan club. I think, uh, I'm happy to be here. You've got happy it. to be here. Happy to represent. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Have a terrific day and thanks for your contribution as always. It's 10.53, Andrew Gordy there.